Welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm Jill Funky, Communications Manager at Sioux Nation Ag Center, and we are so glad you found us. Sit back and listen as our staff hosts welcome guests from all aspects of the livestock production industry. It's our mission at Sioux Nation to arm regional, small, and medium producers with all of the resources we can put in front of them. And now, on with the program. Hello and welcome to the Sioux Nation podcast. I'm your Sioux Nation Ag Center staff host, Amber Bothman. Nebraska Extension educator Aaron Labry joins us on the program to discuss limit feeding corn to cows as an alternative to hay. Thank you for being with us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. When you look at the expenses in a cow-calf operation, feed costs are at the top of the list. During the winter, producers often feed their cattle hay. Currently, the price of hay is making corn a strong alternative. Can you give us a cost example that factors in the higher energy content of corn on, and the market price on both feedstuffs? Certainly. So when we're thinking about feeding a lactating cow, providing enough energy to meet her needs is really important. And by simply comparing the purchase price of feeds, it can be a little deceiving when we're comparing our options. So by comparing feeds on a price per pound of nutrient basis, we can better evaluate which feed is the most cost-effective option for us. And since corn, like you said, has a higher energy content than hay, the cost of feeding hay is often higher than corn on a price per pound of energy basis. So for an example, corn priced at $6.50 a bushel, which is around $232 a ton, that has an energy value of 88% total digestible nutrients, or TDN, that's going to come out to about $0.15 per pound of TDN. Whereas if we have some good quality grass hay that's priced at $200 a ton with a TDN value of 52%, that equates to nearly $0.22 per pound of TDN. So that's a difference of $0.07 a pound of TDN. But I do want to emphasize the importance of having your feeds tested because if you know what you're working with in terms of the dry matter of that feed, the crude protein value, as well as the TDN values, um, those are all going to greatly influence what that price looks like on a per pound of nutrient basis. How does protein factor into the mix? Well, not only is meeting the energy requirements of that lactating cow important, but she also has protein needs that need to be met and corn is relatively low in protein. So by providing a 30 to 40% protein supplement, that can really help meet those cows' protein requirements. How much forage should we include in a grain-based diet to promote rumen function and maintain optimal digestive systems? Well, when we're feeding high concentrate feeds like corn, when those are introduced into the diet, it's important to still include some forage about a quarter to a half percent of body weight on a dry matter basis. So for a 1,400 pound cow, for example, this would be about three to seven pounds of hay on a dry matter basis. But when we're initially transitioning to a grain-based diet, it's also just as important to make sure we're doing this gradually over a week to 10-day period. That way we're giving that cow time to adjust to the new diet and, like you said, minimize digestive upsets. What can you say about the Ohio State University study that evaluated limit feeding corn for mature cows in gestation and early lactation? Yeah, that study at Ohio State fed cows 11 pounds of whole shell corn Uh, two and a half pounds of a pelleted supplement and two pounds of hay on a dry matter basis. And then compared that to cows that were fed hay and a salt and mineral mix free choice. And those cows that were 
fed the free choice hay, they ate twice as much, which resulted in double the feed costs compared to those cows that were limit fed corn. And there were no negative impacts on cow performance, conception rate, or calf weaning weight. And so this study really further supports this option of limit feeding corn to cows if that is a cost-effective option for you. What are the factors that producers should take into consideration to help find a successful program? Well, when, we, when limit feeding a corn or grain-based diet, we have to keep in mind that even though this ration is going to meet those cows' requirements, they are still going to act hungry. And so some things that you can do to help with this change in behavior include providing plenty of bunk space, so about 24 to 30 inches per cow. That way they all have access to that limit-fed diet, feeding at a consistent time each day. And then if possible, consider dividing cows into different groups based on their age and pecking order. That way those boss cows don't keep those younger or more timid cows from getting their share of the ration. Where can listeners go for more information on the feed cost cow calculator? The UNL Beef website, which is beef.unl.edu, is home to all of our beef cattle resources. Um, we do have a Beef Watch newsletter on there that you can subscribe to and a podcast as well. But as far as the feed cost calculator goes, I would say the simplest place to find that as well as our other livestock decision support tools that are Excel-based spreadsheets, those are all housed on the Center for Agricultural Profitability or CAP website, which is cap.unl.edu slash livestock slash tools. Perfect. Can you repeat that one more time so our listeners can catch it? The CAP website is cap.unl.edu slash livestock slash tools. Um, do you have any other advice about feed testing, like when and how frequently we should be doing such thing? Well, I guess it would depend on, we like to think of our feed samples as we kind of categorize them into what we call lots. And so for for haze, for example, if you have different haze that have been from different cuttings, different maturities, we would um, recommend that you get all of those tested separately because um, those can really vary as far as their nutrient quality. But yeah, if you get a different batch of distiller's grains in or a, a different batch of corn, uh, you may want to have those all tested separately just so we can compare where you're at on those nutrient values. Is there anything else you would like our listeners to know? Just if producers ever have questions or want help, you know, going over their feed analysis, if they do get those back after having feeds tested or using the feed cost calculator or even putting together uh, rations for their cattle, our uh, UNLB team is more than happy to help with those things. And you can find our contact info again on our beef.unl.edu website. So don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you, Erin, for helping us consider corn as a feed alternative to hay. And thank you for our listeners for tuning in. We'll catch you next time with more guests and topics related to the current egg climate.